Ramble. What's up, everybody? We got Becky. We got Rachel. We got Maggie. Big news this week. I'm having a boy. Another boy. We're going to have two boys in this house. I don't know how we're going to manage. I can't. I can't even keep up with one. Yeah, it's exciting. It's a little nuts. Not sure how we're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it either. Two is like (laughs) 10 more than one. I'm telling you. I believe it. Becky, are you the only person in this podcast that has a brother? I am the only brothered, brothered of the wives. What's that like? What's a brother? What are what are boys like? What are boys like? Um, I mean, I can't speak for every boy in the world, but my brother was very quiet, <laughs> a quiet little love, lovely little angel. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he was a sweet boy. I don't know. What I'm saying was he still is. <laughs> He's just. <laughs> They take up bathroom time. I guess that was our only quandary as we fought over the bathroom. Do you guys do you guys think they should share a room? This is something I've been thinking about. Is like like I know that that June and Poppy share a room, but you know, they're mm-hmm. girl twins. Mm-hmm. Boys I, I mean boys can share a room too. I, I don't know. I'm I've been thinking about that a lot where like when the little one gets old enough to, you know, have his own bed and all that kind of stuff, should they be in the same room? Would that be good for them? I guess that's your own personal choice. I was team share room forever. I was the middle child. So not only when my older sister and me and my younger sister wasn't around, I always shared with my older sister. And then when my younger sister came around, I was always jealous of people who had Jack and Jill rooms where they like shared Mm. one bathroom so they could powwow. I always (laughs) wanted one of those. I was so jealous. But... I was always team share room. <laughs> you are so cute. I remember, so my sister and I had a Jack and Jill. And I remember thinking when we first got it, like when we first moved into that house, I was like, oh, why do we have to share a bathroom? <laughs> I don't want to share a bathroom with my sister. Maybe that's the older sibling thing. I think it depends on your house. I think you could have like four kids in a New York City apartment if if you wanted, put them in bunk beds. Or I think mm. everyone could have their own room if you're living in a big house in like yeah. the burbs. Team bunk bed. <laughs> yeah, team bunk bed. But like how cute would it be, Ariel, if you got them their own rooms, but like they decided to sleep together every night anyway? Oh, stop it. They're going to be like, best set expectations in my head. I'm going to be like, why don't you want to sleep with your brother? <laughs> <laughs> and if you share a room, you're almost forced to share toys and clothes. I always shared, I always stole both my older and my younger sister's clothes because I could fit into both of them because there wasn't that big of an age gap and they did not appreciate it. But when you're sharing a room, it's a little easier to do. You don't have to go into somebody else's space. Well, Ariel, now that you've got another little bun in the oven, you and Ned started a podcast. We did. All all things parenting. My goodness. Okay. So the, the podcast is called Baby Steps. We decided that we wanted to do this podcast because we have so many friends that are starting to think about kids and they're asking us for advice. And honestly, our biggest advice has always been like, don't listen to us. What, what, why, why are you asking us? We don't know what we're doing. We're not good parents. We're not perfect parents. <laughs> we just do the best we can. Um, and that seemed to be what people wanted to hear that you're never ready for kids and that kids are tough. Uh, 
that there's, you know, there's the, there's the public family and then there is all the messiness behind the camera. Um, and that is what we wanted to talk about on baby steps. We, um, we're calling it a not so perfect parenting podcast because, uh, we are not so perfect parents and, uh, that is okay. We like to talk uh, a lot about what it looks like in front of the camera and then what it looks like behind the camera, which of course you guys know everything about, you know, it's, there's your, there's your public facing uh, life and then you have your, your life behind the camera as well. I mean, yeah. Maggie knows mm -hmm. she's been keeping secrets for two, three <laughs> weeks now. <laughs> Not secrets. I just didn't want my family members to find out via the social post. I just wanted oh, to make sure I was telling people that I wanted to tell in person. And especially in a pandemic, you can't see people face to face. So like wanted to tell people over Zoom at the very least. And like I have family in South America and blah, blah, blah. So I just wanted to make sure and I'm still getting text messages from people that I meant to tell and I just feel like a horrible person. Aww. It's a hard balance to find on what you post on social media and making sure that people in your immediate life are you're in tune with and are updating and yeah it's a lot of pressure absolutely and i mean how how long did it take you to figure out what you wanted to post to to announce your good news i didn't i i honestly didn't think about it enough and i sat there for 10 minutes and just came up with a caption ah that was my caption <laughs> and it it took me so long to come up it was with perfect. it Zach, that was Zach perfect. so much fun to me he's like you sat there for 10 minutes and came up with ah it's like yeah you said shortly after you guys got engaged that you would just be like cooking in the kitchen you'd look down and be like ah and that's oh gosh, what yeah. i heard when you i read your instagram post I, I heard know. you being surprised and shocked and delighted. That's me. And there was That's a ring. Like, there was a ring. <gasps> yes, yes. Emoji. Ah, there were, ring. <laughs> ah, ring, heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you wearing your ring now? Are you like, I can to... wear it now. <gasps> I wasn't wearing it in podcast before because we do it via the video and I didn't want to just like accidentally like scratch my hair and people be like, <laughs> what's that? But now I can show you all. Let's see. Let's see. <gasps> I know we see it before. Let's see it again. So pretty. I know. What about you, Becky? I feel like you guys draw some real lines um, of what you want to share and what you don't want to share. Yeah, we pick the things that we want to talk about and the things we don't and try and have like a hard line with them just so there's no like gray matter that comes in. <laughs> um, but I think for me, something that I find hard is like that idea that Arrow was talking about of we put, you know, a certain face on for the camera or post certain things on our Instagram, but that's not necessarily like a true reflection of our lives all the time. Yeah. So it's hard to like, I post a lot of skincare stuff, but I would hate if someone came across my page and in some way felt bad about their own skin because mm. they saw, you know, that I didn't have a blemish or if I did an eyeshadow, like, like I wish I could do that, but I can't. You know, because mm -hmm. I think we see a lot on social media that's like perfect bodies in swimsuits and no texture on the skin and a lot of face tone. So it's yeah. hard to not compare yourself to what you see. So I think it's like and an interesting those. place to be thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, so many things that just get like face tuned out, you know, yeah. not just not just like body things, but life lifestyle things, too. There's definitely pressures there. I don't know. I've seen uh, 
even like a bunch of influencers that cook in their kitchen. I'm like, how are their kitchens so beautiful? When I'm cooking, there's like ingredients everywhere. There's pots and pans everywhere. Like when Zach's doing like eat the menu stuff, I like try and clean up after him. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just like cleaning up. And he's just like, what? You mean Why? without a recipe? I was like, it- or without a recipe. What did I say? Eat the menu? Oh, eat the menu. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Like, get, get off our territory. <laughs> <laughs> mommy, mommy. I was thinking about eating a menu right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't actually imagine Zach eating an entire menu. That no, that back. would not be he's, good for he's his such tummy. a tiny human. <laughs> I know. His tummy would, would not explode. like that. No. No, sir. You know, it's it, it's so tough uh, having like a an outward facing family. You know, it's it's <clears throat> it, it it kind of uh, exponentially gets even crazier because there are so there's so many people out there who have kids and everybody has a different way of parenting. And I remember the first episode that we did, Ned and I, you know, we're just talking, uh, you know, just talking about parenting Wes and all the things that he's doing. And I, I remember ending the podcast and looking at Ned and, and being like, I felt a, a little bit uncomfortable because I hadn't actually shared those things before. I I feel like you you're you're always trying to put the most perfect things out there and you know we're the most perfect parents Wes is the most perfect child you know everything in our life is easy and it's and and you know like he's he's smart and he's healthy but there are so many things that go on behind the scenes that you're questioning yourself and you're you know you're you're constantly thinking am I doing this right and mm. I don't know the answer to that. And that's something that we, that we're really getting into on the podcast is, uh, um, is there a right way? No, I don't think there is a right way of doing it. And you like working in the profession that I do, you see a lot of different family dynamics and just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. And I think you're doing a phenomenal job. I mean, and we are trying to introduce all of those different perspectives, um, over time, you know, just, bringing in different people, different experts. I'm excited to get it off the ground. Yeah, it's nice to have the real conversation. Like I have a pretty close network of college friends who all had kids within the same year, but I can imagine a couple of our friends were outliers and had them like a few years ago. If you were the only one and you just didn't have a group of moms or dads to call or text, It can be really isolating and lonely. And so you want to have those conversations where you can be like, my kid rolled off the bed. Am I overreacting? Should we go to the ER? And you can be like, my kid rolled off the bed too. I had a friend like that in high school. And she said the thing that helped her the most was finding her mommy and me group because Mm -hmm. none of us in her immediate circle were moms. So having the mommy and me group, I don't know how they would do it now. They'd probably do over Zoom, but just being able to talk to someone who's going through the same um, kind of same age group. Cause even if you do have like a two year old talking to someone who has a newborn, it's still, even though you've gone through that experience, going through experience, going through that experience together is just so helpful. Being able to talk through it with someone is so special. Yeah. In some ways, I, I feel like we've kind of created this because it's something that we didn't have when mm-hmm. we were first starting out, you know? Yeah. And like, really bringing up those those things that nobody wants to talk about 
Yeah. yeah. Like the first diaper explosion. The first diaper explosion. I mean, I think the last episode that we recorded was all about uh, uh, farting in pregnancy. Welcome, welcome to my life. Uh, <laughs> things get a little messy over here, guys. For sure. Yeah, just being able to like, I mean, when I was pregnant, being able to ask Ariel to go through my registry and weed out the stuff that really wasn't necessary and add ah. the stuff she loved or mm-hmm. what to put in my hospital bag or like, is it okay to still look pregnant like two months after having the baby? Yes. Oh my yes, gosh. It is. The answer is yes. yes. Always yes. Anywho, uh, Baby Steps is out. Um, find it wherever you find your podcast. Come listen to us. Rate us five stars. Um, we're excited to hear all of your stories. And uh, speaking of stories, enough about me. Let's uh, let's get some of those stories from our listeners, ladies. Uh, yeah. This this episode of the podcast, we're digging into that email address, um, and apparently we have some voicemails. How fun is that? Yeah, let's do this. Such a real. Okay. It's like a. It's like an NPR show. We have I listener call-ins. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have an email here, a question for today's pod from Ella. And Ella says, hey, Maggie, Ariel, Becky, and Rachel. My name is Ella, and I'm a huge fan of you guys. Listening to the pod really makes me feel like I'm listening to friends. Anyway, I just broke up with my boyfriend of a year and a half. Oh. I'm 16, so to me, it was a very long-term relationship. That is. Yeah, when you're 16, yeah. I was just wondering how to move on or how you guys have dealt with moving on in the past. I feel like I'm kind of stuck because we did end on good terms. Very adult and grown up of you, Ella. Um, But I still need to move on. Anything you can help me with would be fantastic. Thank you. It's hard breaking up with your boyfriend at 16. But also get a girl for having a boyfriend at 16. I know. I don't think I had a boyfriend until I was... Like a real boyfriend, you know, not not something that lasted three weeks. Yeah, uh, I didn't have a boyfriend until I was in college. I think I had a boyfriend at sixteen. Yeah. Oh, Megan! <laughs> Ooh, what happened when you broke up? How do you move? Okay, on? yeah, you broke up. How do I move on? I think it's important to acknowledge your feelings. Like you don't want to ignore your feelings because obviously you're going to be sad, but you need to tell Mm -hmm. yourself that you're going to feel better in the future. And I think that was like the help, the thing that helped me the most. And I think cultivating hobbies and my friends, my -hmm. friendships that I had at the time. Um, But I remember everyone telling me like, you're going to feel so much better in a year. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. But it's true. You really, it comes, it turns a corner that you can look back and be like, that relationship wasn't serving me anymore. I'm so much happier. And when you get there, it's so nice. But it's just going to take time. I like the um, out of sight, out of mind method for all of my like college exes. Bye. If I don't see you. You're gone. Oh, Blocked. so Becky was the unfollow Blocked. block. <laughs> I unfollowed hard. Well, what also was important. helpful was there was no social media. Not none, but we just had Facebook when I was in college. Keith and I didn't so even wasn't. get Instagram until I graduated college. <laughs> oh, so we wow. only had Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's a, definitely a lot helpful because having that constant reminder of what your ex is up to via story, via post, via Twitter can be a lot. I would say unfollow or mute mute luckily there's yeah. a mute button now that's smart then then if you're like sad one night you could you could always just look them up just to see 
what's going on. What's I've definitely going- done that before. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't get constant updates about what they're doing, but you know, you can still you can still check in every once mm-hmm. in a while. I don't know. Maybe that's terrible advice. I know. That's terrible <laughs> advice. <laughs> no, I like I like um cultivating your friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, like a year and a half long relationship that probably um you know made you a little bit isolated from uh from from other friends and so now this is this take this as an opportunity to um to really cultivate those relationships with with your other friends you know with girlfriends with guy friends um going out and well going out not as much going as you out. can not going no out no going out <laughs> facetiming those friends facetiming yeah, yeah. Did you guys have any big um, relationship drama that happened to you when you were 16? Like either to you or like your friend group? Because I feel like those are pretty intertwined when you're in high school. Is your relationship and your friends. Wait, say the question again. I was already like fuming <laughs> at the mouth of like what I had to go through in high school. I was like. <laughs> uh, did you guys ever have any um, big relationship drama happen when you were 16, like either with your friends or with you personally? Anything big? I had a boyfriend who was jealous of my friend group and he tried to control me and like would not be happy when I try and call my girlfriends or hang out with him. Like my time 100% went to him. He what? was just a very what? jealous man. Yeah. And I was in a relationship with a really long time with him. Max, Glad. how did you meet boys since you had you went to an all girl school? Very awkwardly. Um, <laughs> were there dances? I see in movies there it's always were. like there's a dance and the boys come between I the know. two schools. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. For those of you just listening in, I went to an all girl school, but the the answer to that is they would have. Um, these there was actually two all-girls school into a feeder all-boys school and so it was like kind of like this unspoken rivalry between the two all-girls schools it was really um odd but we would have mixers and then you would just kind of have to shimmy your way in that way and then i was also on the swim team so uh you would meet boys at the pool but not really because you'd be practicing but they'd be like you'd meet boys at the pool I like that. Swim team boys are strong. Yeah, but they're usually scantily clad. Yes. Speedos. Hello. (laughs) There's nothing to the imagination there. No. Nothing. Yeah. That was when we were in high school. We're not talking about high school boys right now. No, no, no. no, no, Not at all. I was talking about like Michael Phelps here. (laughs) Yeah. Michael Phelps here. He was actually a water polo player. So I think we met some, I don't remember the exact moment we met, but we met through sports mm-hmm. friends of friends yeah i never it, it the way it sounds is like there were dances and i would just go up to boys and be like hi i'm maggie but that's not how it would happen at all hey no there was um people would have uh <clears throat> mutual friends from like middle school and stuff and you would kind of just like intermix that way it was on and off for so long just because our families were kind of like close or like mm-hmm. I knew his family, he knew my family and it was just based on that. And like when mm-hmm. you're in middle school, high school, it's d- dating is so much different because like in the small community of people that I was in, like when you date your family knew the other family. 
So you almost feel mm-hmm. pressured that you have to make this work, but oh, that's not always the case. But uh, yeah, do you guys feel like when you were in middle school, high school, the relationship dynamics were like a little bit more toxic than, I mean, what you, we're all in healthy relationships now, but I just remember going to movie theaters with friends and everyone, like you, there'd always be that one couple that would be fighting and you'd, you'd just be sitting there like, oh, Oh, a lot awkward. Oh. Do you guys remember that? I just, I don't know. I remember a lot of on and off relationships in middle school and high school. It was very much like uh, there was my friend group and then we would uh, we would kind of, that was, that was part of, part of the drama was that we would kind of take turns with different guys, you know, not, mm-hmm. not in like, not in like a terrible way, but you know, like I would date somebody and then we would break up and and then maybe two months later a friend of mine would be like you know <gasps> i'm interested in that guy that you were dating uh, oh my gosh okay you know and of course it was okay but also no <laughs> it's not okay yeah uh, yeah so there was there's a fair amount of drama there but we were young and the relationships were never that long you know so yeah. I can I can only imagine a year and a half long relationship, how you know how intense that can be at at that age. How long was your on and off relationship? Three or four years. Three or wow. four years. That's all of high school. That was like all of high school. Yeah. Wow, Margaret. I know it wow. was a while, and like luckily my mom was comforted that it was always like. I only had that one boyfriend. So she's like, oh, thank God. How did you yeah. How did you cut it off at the end? It was me going to college. And mm-hmm. I even remember he found out that I was applying. He thought I was going to go to the local, like Chapman was going to be the school I went to. But he was even mad that I was going to move to LA. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this man is crazy. This man is, is not okay. He was just very wow. possessive. Very, we were both Scorpios. Maybe that's why. Oh. <laughs> Two Scorpios. No, I don't. I don't follow astrological signs. But yeah, I was single for a while before I met Zach, and I things were just so easy with Zach. He like, even when we would get into arguments, they would be nothing compared to the arguments that I would get into when I was when I was in high school with this other person. Oh yeah, the communication is so much only better. Date this high school boyfriend and Zach. It was this high school boyfriend, and then I dated casually, but no one that I was serious about or that I mm-hmm. in, like introduced to family. But I was on the apps. <laughs> the apps. And in college, it's kind of hard to date and being nursing school. That's mm-hmm. why I didn't really have a relationship at all. Like I would go on dates here and there. I was busy. When I wasn't Dance. studying, I was dancing at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> yes. I had no it. time. No time mm-hmm. for drama. Mm-mm. Work hard, play hard. <laughs> yeah. I didn't date much in high school. I wasn't allowed to date till I was 16. Um, Not interesting. There was Not a rule. Allowed. There was a rule. My parents were like, no dating till you're 16. I also couldn't wear makeup until I was, I think, 16. I don't remember, but I definitely snuck makeup in my locker. And my mom was mm. like, I know what you're doing. Wow. <laughs> and look um, at you now. And look at beauty. me now, mom. 
<laughs> no, but my skin's probably good because I didn't wear makeup <laughs> until yeah. after college, really. Mm-hmm. I wore some here and there, but not really. Um, yeah, I didn't date much. I had like one high school boyfriend that was, he was super nice. He was Greek, a Greek swimmer. Also a swimmer. Oh, a swimmer. Also wow. a swimmer. Yeah. And then I dated um, the relationship I had before Keith um, was like a year and a half ish long. And then the really kind of weird thing is that after Keith and I, so me and my college boyfriend broke up, Keith and his college girlfriend broke up. And then like two years, no, a year or two later, Keith and I started dating. And then like six months later, they started dating. (gasps) Oh, what? Swift swap. That's really weird. That's (laughs) so weird. weird. Are they happily married too? They're happily married to different people now. Oh, okay. One of them I I think is engaged. The other one's married. Wow. Wow. But it was a really funny like swaparoo. (laughs) But never really any drama drama. I think the only drama came from like, you know, I was a theater kid. So there were showmances left and right. Showmances. (laughs) That's what they call them. Showmances. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Theater and band kids, they're all about those showmances. You're like deeply invested in someone for the two months that you're playing a love interest and then you're like, bye. That sounds sweet though. That sounds a very like a very mm-hmm. sweet uh like starting point to a a beautiful relationship. Maybe that's why you didn't have any like intense beef because that's so wholesome. I do wonder with actors on set, you know how like there always seem to be those illicit relationships between people that are like married or, you know, Ooh. something crazy like that. Very you know, scandalous. You guys, you guys have seen like the National Enquirer or Star <laughs> or whatever else, you know, where like two people will be in Vancouver filming XYZ for three mm. months and, and, uh, and oh, uh, they were seen together having dinner or, oh, they, you know, when you're, mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine it's just the grown up version of a showman's. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Like, yeah. You, you get you get very invested in the character, especially if mm-hmm. you know you're. It, it's it's two love interests. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you're a good actor, you're 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 really invested in this person, and you see them every day. I mean, I, I do like I, when actors get married. Yeah, That's uh, how, yeah. Like, when you can watch them, like there was this K drama I love called Descendants of the Sun, and <laughs> the main <laughs> characters have like such good chemistry and then i looked them up and they got married in real life and <gasps> that i is was so like, cute oh my god i'm so excited i started following the girl on instagram <laughs> and i was telling someone about it like oh you should watch the sentence of the sun because the main uh-huh. characters get married in real life they have a really good relationship and they were like oh i have heard of that show and did you know they got divorced <gasps> no oh, heartbreaking and now i can't like rewatch it because i'm sad <laughs> I'm like, don't get divorced. You were so cute together. They had such good chemistry. And K-dramas are all about the looks. A lot of slow motion. Mm -hmm. This sounds a lot like Twilight. I was going (gasps) to say, that was the big Mm -hmm. one for me. It was when... Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Robert Pattinson Mm -hmm. and um, Kristen Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Kristen Stewart got together. And they were together Mm -hmm. for a while. I mean, that was a a steamy, steamy show and a steamy, Mm -hmm. steamy relationship. Uh, yeah, when they broke up, I was I was heartbroken. Oh, we just did a Try Guys recreate Twilight video a few weeks ago, and uh, 
I told my husband, I was like, we have to watch them for research. I need to study the acting so I can help the guys. And we watched all of them and he was so mad. (laughs) He didn't enjoy it. I think I got him by the end, but the acting is pretty terrible. And those are good actors, but bad. Maybe it's the writing. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It is a vampire drama. I know. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are we coming for the vampire dramas? <laughs> whoa, vampire whoa. Diaries is an excellent show, as are its spinoffs. Except for the originals. <laughs> that one is boring. <laughs> so now we're just going to listen to a voice message that someone sent us to our Gmail account. Guys, we have voicemails. Hey, ladies, I just want to say, love the podcast, love what you're doing. Um, Something I'm always curious about, and I ask everyone I meet, is what is your craziest, wackiest travel story? I know you guys have kind of seen a lot of the world and been all over the place with the guys, but I was just wondering what's the craziest either airport story or like culture shock, just weird travel experience that you've had. Wow, craziest travel story. Travel. Ooh. We have done some traveling together. The first time I went out of the country was for Australia and Singapore. <laughs> Crazy. No that's a, that's when you got your passport shortly before. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? I actually, well, Crazy. technically I went to Mexico slightly before oh. that. But because it's so close to, the, you know, California, it was It like, doesn't feel as international yeah. as and it was across for, the globe. We went for a wedding and it was like a all-inclusive resort type place. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I didn't feel like I went to true Mexico. I never went anywhere. It's, you know, fucking expensive to go across the to go across the pond. Yeah. I've only been Speaking to like, of, places in the United States. Yeah, you've probably been to more places than I've been. I actually have been to more countries than I have US states, which is so bananas. I've been to <laughs> Southeast Asia, Australia, <clears throat> New Zealand. I've never been to Hawaii. Never been to Hawaii. Yeah, I Hawaii want to go. It's I so would beautiful. like to go. Fingers crossed yeah. they're going to get to be their own country soon. Yeah. And of course, Peru, right, Maggie? I've been to Peru, yeah. Uh, a period of my childhood, I'd go to Peru every year. And I want to go back, but... Mm. I know. Yeah, I have a lot of family in Peru. And a lot of people actually ask if I've been to Machu Picchu. Haven't been to Machu Picchu, because every time I do go there, it's either dad's side of the family or mom's side of the family. And I can't just run away from my family. So I have yet to do that. But that's on Zach and I's list for sure. Take them up the mountain with you. Come on, I family. Want to. I know, put, right? Put grandma in a, in a, like a carrying <laughs> pack. Okay. I know, but the altitude, she has, she'll get altitude sickness. She's too. That's true. Yeah. And my mom has mm-hmm. hypertension. Yeah. Oh. So. I know. All right. But speaking of passports, I was actually um, flying. This was after college. I hadn't met Zach yet. I was flying from, I think, Bangkok, Thailand to Chiang Mai, and I was in a taxi, and they dropped me off at the airport, and I had fallen asleep in the taxi with another friend, and we pull up to the airport, and it was a very crazy airport, and he was like, okay, go, 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 and I actually had a crossbody on my on myself that I had put on the ground, And I got out of the taxi and I got my luggage and I was very drowsy and I look around to grab my boarding pass and I realize that my purse, my ID, my passport is in the taxi and the taxi's going down the runway and like (gasps) I can see it. It's like this. It's tiny. It's tiny. It's like circling about. And this was before the time of Uber 
and Lyft. So there was no way I'd be able to track this no. taxi. So I immediately start running, running as fast as I can. And then I just see the taxi exit the airport with no. my passport. Mm-hmm. So what did you, what did you do? The people, the the guards outside of the airport escorted my friend to, and I to the center of the airport. And it was just international services. It was just like we had to talk to them. They didn't speak English. And I was trying to explain to them what happened. And then I just looked at my friends. I was like, can you wait outside to see if like we had told there was like a hotel shuttle that was nearby. And he said, I'm going to go run after that guy to see if I can get your bag. I was <gasps> like, okay. So f like 30 minutes pass. And luckily my friend was standing outside of the airport, but she said that the taxi, it was the airport, the hotel shuttle was able to track down the taxi guy and he grabbed my purse for me. And my friend was standing outside and he just chucks my purse at her and we were <gasps> able to get on our next flight. Wow. But oof, losing your passport in a different country, so scary. Like, Relying I don't know how long uh, the paperwork strangers. to get. Yeah. The paperwork to be able to get home would be insane. Yeah. But it was. I just started crying too. Like, I just didn't know what to yeah. do. I was like, how could I be so dumb? Like, I need to be more alert when I'm like getting my things. Like, oh, it was terrible. But luckily it worked out. My lesson oh. to you, put your passport in the same place ever and always make sure it's on you. <laughs> it was so scary. I'm, I'm always like very vigilant when we're traveling just because like I've heard so many of those, those <clears throat> stories of people, you know, like, uh, losing their passport or my dad has been pickpocketed so many times where like they'll take his ID um, and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, he'll, he'll have to get a new passport before he can get home. Um, I, I, I'm sure that's, I'm sure I've heard like maybe three or four stories where that's happened to my dad, but he travels a lot. So, you know, it's like a, it's, it's a, uh, it's a numbers game, but right. uh, Okay, so but luckily, actually, yeah, I, I had all my money on it. Yeah, that's oh my god. So luckily, I, I was with a friend. Go ahead. Where I was so over prepared that it actually like bit us in the butt. Uh, so Ned and I travel a fair amount, uh, especially before we had kids. Um, we went to like China, uh, South Africa, but this time we were in Brazil for the World Cup, and. Um, we had planned the whole trip probably six months beforehand because you have to like buy the tickets and you get into a lottery to get to the games and all that sort of stuff. So, so we had our, our, like our dates planned out and, uh, and we entered our lottery. And so we got our, our tickets to the soccer games. And I remember we were, we were in one small town that we had gotten uh, lottery tickets for, um, and the town was so small that they actually had to build an entirely new airport to like handle all of the all of the tourist traffic wow. that was coming in. But I printed out our itinerary. I was I'm I'm one of those people or used to be at least uh, that would have like a folder with all of the printed out itineraries. <laughs> um, and so I had printed out our itinerary way beforehand. Um, you know, probably w uh, right after I had bought the tickets or something like that. And, um, it had the address of the, of the airport and all that kind of stuff so that I could just show the taxi driver because, you know, neither Ned nor I speak Portuguese. And, and I just had this feeling that, you know, that we were going to have a tough time. And, uh, 
And so here we are uh, in, uh, in this small town. I can't remember what town it was now, but it was, it was like, it was near, uh, near the Amazon rainforest, I think. Um, and a friend of ours was actually living in Brazil and he had kept us out all night long. And so we were going to the airport at maybe 4 a.m. for a 7 a.m. flight and Oof. we hadn't slept. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so, you know, like he gets us to do a taxi and he tells the taxi driver, you know, like the, the airport is, is on their sheet of paper. So, so go to that airport. And the guy was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, and so the taxi driver takes us to the address that is on the sheet of paper and we're driving, you know, through the middle of the night, it probably takes us about an hour and a half to get there. And we show up and the airport is completely closed, like completely shut down. There are barricades outside of the airport. And, you know, there's like one security guard standing there. And he says, uh, there's, this is, this airport is closed. Like there, there are no, there are no airplanes flying in here anymore. Um, I'm like, so sorry. Like you forever. You, you, yeah. This, the, the, the airport is closed forever. You, you have, you have the wrong address. Uh, there, there's no, there's no flights here. And so Ned and I were just like, um, I'm sorry. What, what, <laughs> what, what are we supposed to do? Oh my um, God. And so we're like desperately trying to look on our phones to see if, and we didn't, we, this was like before we could afford the, um, the like international <laughs> roaming and all that kind of stuff. So we, we were like trying to find in our email, um, if the flight had changed or if the airport had changed or something like that. Turns out the, they had built the new airport and they had moved our flight from the old airport to the new airport, um, and so by the time that we figure that out, it's about 6 a.m. And the new airport is about an hour away. And our flight is at 7 a.m. And no so, way. yeah, yeah. So we Ooh. have to turn around, get back in the cab, drive all the way. And, and like, basically, like, here's the town in, you know, the center of the city. And then um, the airport that we went to is, like, northeast and the airport that we need to get to is northwest and there are no there are no roads that connect the two so he so, so the driver had to basically like go in the middle of nowhere just on like mm. you know dirt roads to get to the other so airport. stressful <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh. god and so you know and both of us are uh you know we we had basically been drinking all night and so both of us are hung over at this point and like hung over to the point where like we're driving on dirt roads and potentially need to vomit um oh my god it was and like we're so stressed out and and when i get like super super stressed out i also kind of need to vomit and so the entire time i'm like holding a like almost like a big gulp, gulp cup kind of being like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god we're gonna miss our flight we're gonna miss our flight it's this is so bad and um we finally get to the new airport we run up to the guy um and it turns out that when they had changed our flight to the new airport, they had also changed the time of the flight. Oh. Um, yeah. So they had actually Thank changed God. the time of the flight from 7 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. 
Oh and my we were gosh. Perfectly on time. <laughs> they were like, You're fine. You're absolutely fine. Like it's it's seven AM. Your flight's at eight thirty. You're go in. You're going. Totally wow. Oh my gosh. That is so miserable. Stressful. Uh yeah. I hate being late to I hate being late too. Flights. To flights. It's the worst stress. Oh my God. Have you ever missed a flight? Yes. Really? Yes, we missed our we've missed our first flight. I think it was like last year. We were going to New York, and Zach and I were debating on whether to use just like bring our carry on and like a separate little tiny like a backpack and a carry on kind of situation. And then we decided last minute just to combine a bag. Um, so we missed bag drop by like five minutes. They were like, "Sorry." We were on time for the flight. Had we just brought our own little carry-ons and stuff, we would have made it through, but we should have been we should have been um earlier regardless. But we made we couldn't we had to wait for the next flight because there was no way we could fly separately without our bags. I mean, I guess we mm-hmm. could have, but it would have just been two. So we had to wait for the next flight, and that was very frustrating. I think that was the first time we've missed one. So defeated. I was like, oh, it's never happened. Yeah. But it was about- LAX and it was during the time where uh, they had like shut down one of their on ramps or they had closed a lane. So it was very tough to get in and they were cracking down on Ubers. Ubers used to enter through the, through like a secret, secret entrance and they were getting in trouble and getting fined for that. So we were just like sitting in the car, like go and LAX. There's always more traffic at like the entrance to LAX than you think there's yeah, going to be. Yeah. It's like a 30 minute entrance just to get to your yeah. number. Like you could, it's you cool. could get into LAX from wherever you're going and then, you know, be late for your flight, just trying to By get By far, the one of the worst airports, yeah. What about when all of you guys went to Australia and Singapore together? First real international trip. I loved Singapore. I thought it was so fun and the food was like, I was just bloated for a hundred years and like, <laughs> worth just it. constantly full. Yeah, it was so worth, worth it, it though. Yeah. I remember when we were leaving, it was like the last day and I was like, I wasn't like a huge meat eater. And so we were eating all this meat and on the last day I was like, Keith, I can't, I can't possibly eat another like piece of meat. I just need to eat like a vegetable or have a smoothie or something. But then Mike Chen, who's another YouTuber, was also in Singapore, and he's a huge food guy. He and Keith were going to a hawker center, and I was like, "You have to go, go. With Mike Chen. I gotta go." And I was like, you "I'm do. not gonna eat anything. Don't order for me. It's okay." But of course, he comes back with like all of this stuff, and I'm like, "I gotta eat it. I gotta eat it." And it was yeah. so good. It was it's delicious. So and they have so many varieties of food there. Like you can get Indian food and Laotian food and mm-hmm. all sorts of different yums. <laughs> yeah. Michelin rated food for two bucks. Yeah. Right. So, so good. cool. That one, yeah. uh, that like Indian food market that we went to, that was so delicious. That was so we were so all good. just sitting yeah. outside and it was so hot. Oh, that was so but good. It was tasty. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. Traveling internationally <laughs> together was a blast. It was really hilarious anytime we'd show up to the airport with all our bags, plus the oh equipment. Yeah. Plus, oh my gosh. Because the boys <laughs> were actually carrying their costumes for the tour. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that wasn't getting shipped separately. It was all us. So everyone had like responsible for three bags. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Plus Wes. Plus Wes, yeah. who has like six bags of his own. Yeah. Anybody who's oh. traveled with a baby knows that like they require so much more luggage than anybody else. A hundred percent. Yeah. Truly. You've got, you've got like, if you're not traveling with a crib, you're traveling with a car seat and you're blah, 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 blah. Or two, yeah. Ariel. Or two. two. <laughs> Coming at you. Ah! <laughs> two car seats. Woo. Two car seats. What? Two travel cribs. Two travel high oh chairs. It's a lot. It's take one down, pass it around. I know, seriously. I mean, that's what we do anyway. That's why yeah. I love traveling with you guys is because it's like, here, hold, hold, uh, hold, hold my baby. One. <laughs> We're like, give me the baby. I'll take hold him. Baby. Happily, give him to me. I, I remember well, you were sitting in front of us on the flight and I fell asleep and woke up to Wes's little head just like on top. And all I saw was his <laughs> eyes, <laughs> his little bald head. It was so I mean, cute. I was like, Wes. <laughs> Entertaining a, how old was he at that point? He was like one and a half. Entertaining a, a one and a half year old on a sixteen hour flight. Oh, it's no. a it's a family affair, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And trying not to give him screens. I still have this video on my phone of Becky uh raising up her her chair as like a vampire <laughs> being like i'm rising from the dead because the first oh, flight so the good. chairs just went up by a button and i had never uh-huh. been in a chair that did that i've always you know economy baby so i was like <laughs> i was like having fun playing with it i was like Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I remember Ned Hello. in his pajamas, his Qantas yes. pajamas. <laughs> Amazing. How how did none of us get those Qantas pajamas? Like only Ned got the Qantas pajamas, and they were so thin. <laughs> they were they're so so thin, and I'm just like, you can't leave your seat in those pajamas. They're so thin. <laughs> not for public. And how did they know his viewership. size? Yeah. I'm so confused. I did not get the pajamas. I, didn't I got asked, but I said no. Like, I brought my own you didn't pajamas. Get <laughs> yeah. You think I didn't I bring my, my own pajamas? pajamas? Those were really fun flights. Wait, this. Okay, so talking about Singapore, the Singapore airport. <gasps> oh, my God. So the most beautiful airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a rainforest in there, guys. There is yeah, a you can giant. Go climbing. Those of you who don't know, Singapore airport is a theme park. Not really, mm-hmm. but it is, it is beautiful. There's a movie theater. There's mm-hmm. all these activities and like jungle gyms you can climb through. It's adult friendly. It's kid friendly. I'd like to go back and just go to their airport. Oh my gosh. We spent a whole, just- Keith, Eugene and I went earlier in the day and spent the whole day at the airport before our flight. And part of that was spent like two hours probably was looking for a slide because I saw online that there was this slide and we were going, I mean, this airport is massive. It's the biggest airport I've ever been in. And so we're going through the terminals and the different places to try and find this slide. And we find out that it's actually before you enter through security. No. no. And they're, they're very serious about security there. Like you scan your fingerprint. Mm. And so yeah, mm-hmm. I just remember Eugene going up to this like airport security card and like walking over and being like, excuse me. So me and my colleagues here um, would like to go to the slide, but we've already passed through security. Is there any way we could still go to the slide? And the guy was like, 
no (laughs) absolutely not you lunatic adults (laughs) but it was really funny i found it interesting that i think one of our taxi drivers were the ones who tell us that um people that own property in singapore have to like make sure that they dedicate a certain percentage to greenery the you i wish we did that here yeah yeah We'd have way more fresher air. Yeah. It makes sense. We I can't mean, even Singapore. get people to wear masks, let alone yeah. put greenery on their buildings. Yeah. And now that I am like super nostalgic for traveling, you guys, um, that's that's the end of our podcast. I would love to continue talking about this next time uh, because it uh, t- talking about traveling truly just makes me want it. It just I, I just get itchy to get out of the house. Um, anyway. Baby Steps is out. Uh, please, please, please go listen. Uh, find it anywhere you find your podcasts. Um, I love you guys so much. Thanks for all your support. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>